Welcome to Gone Will Hunting. This is a Hunter Hunter rewatch and recap podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amory. My pronouns are he, she, they. I'm your other host, Devin. My pronouns are he, him. And I'm Sky, another host, and my pronouns are he, she. How are we doing? A lot of stuff. We're doing. We're doing great. We're doing normal. A lot of stuff happened in these episodes, huh? A lot of existential crises happening all at once um it would seem a lot of people experiencing every range of emotion possible all at the same time we're gonna have a little trouble because there is i mean there is so much that happens in episode one here and a lot happens in our like our second episode we're gonna cover too but we're gonna have to really like try to like stagger out our energy because like episode one here just a lot like a lot is happening. Yeah, this felt this felt like three episodes. So much yeah. was going on. <laughs> yeah, every time the entirety of episode one, I was like, "Damn, can't believe I'm in episode two already." And then I'd be like, "Wait, no, I'm not." <laughs> yeah, I'm like taking my notes and I'm getting towards like you know the end. I I have like four minutes left of the episode and I'm like, "Dang, like this is like four pages of notes. Like this is a lot longer mm-hmm. than my usual notes are for like one episode." Anyways, it's going to be quite a lot. Should we get into it? Should we just... Yeah. Let's just jump right into it. Let's just jump right into this insanity. So the king and Komugi are still having their funny gungi moments. The king is still losing. Can we talk about how the title card... I know we don't always talk about these, but the title card is Poof just crying dramatically, which is... um. Uh, that's a surprise tool that'll help us later. Yeah, it, um, we're getting to that. <laughs> that is a theme going into this that is what we like to call in the business a symbolism that that's right um yeah so yeah but uh funny funny gungi moments coming up the king needs to take another break so that uh her mind is fresh and ready yeah she's been playing forever she looks like shit she looks tired yeah and the king is like Komuki needs to unionize. She hasn't had a break in so many days. I have been saying. <laughs> There's a funny line where um <laughs> kind of looks at Komugi who looks like shit, and it's just like, oh good, she's about to break. The king will have a victory second. The king's like, go take a nap, and Poof is like, fuck. <laughs> go take a nap. I cannot claim a satisfying victory until you've had nap times. <laughs> go take nappy. Yeah, he's gone from, like, he's explicitly gone from trying to throw her off her rhythm to, like, actually trying to learn from her and how to play the game. And we're going to get more into that, but it's, like, even from, like, square one of this episode, it's like, oh, man, this has shifted. Yeah, she's like, oh, I don't need a nap, it's fine. And he's like, no, 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 go take a nappy. Uh, I want you at your best when I kick your ass, haha. And she's like, okay. Shiapoof notices all this, and he has a very normal reaction. Oh, yeah. Man goes insane. So she's walking off. He <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, the king. He's giving in to her demands. He already rescinded on one promise. Oh, my God, I have to kill this woman. And he reaches his hand out, and right before he's about to, like, grab her, he just, like, grabs his own hand. He's like, no, I can't. He has the realization that killing Komugi now would de- deprive the king of his Gungi victory, making him a perpetual forever That's loser. Right. <laughs> and exactly that simply right. that that is a fucking unforgivable crime. He starts weeping and wailing and playing his violin like, 
like the most dramatically. This episode is also filled with um Yupi just kind of being like, "Man, this is just a job. I don't know why y'all. I don't know why y'all are stressing so much." Yeah, yeah. He literally, like starts wailing, and then he picks up his violin and he starts playing that same thing as he always does, and he plays and he like bitches some more, we and then he throws sexy, it like, down and starts shots. like wailing again, and then yeah, Monty to Yupi, our best friend, just like comes by and looks around the corner and it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy that um, they decided all of these scenes are going to be happening. All of uh, Poof's break time breakdowns are going to be happening in real time so characters can react to them uh-huh. and be like, bro, are you good? Are you fucking okay, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where do we cut from here? Um, next is... Um, is the, this everyone chilling in the city? Yeah, this is, we're going to to our boys, and they're chilling, and um, no one has questioned Akalgo's presence, so peace and love on planet Earth. Um, and, and they they're, they're all Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're having their little planning session. Um, they talk a whole bunch. I'm going to be honest with y'all. There's a lot of rehashing this plan. If y'all want to get into it, that's fine. They look at a lot of maps and a lot of charts. Um... <laughs> yeah, like, they basically just talk about, damn, we gotta go get the king. And it all seems to be like, we're gonna go in through portals. So, you know, like, y- y- you know. Yeah. They're just making a game plan, trying to predict how, like, the royal guards will be positioned, just, like, being like, okay, here's our entry points. Just, 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 just plan stuff. Yeah, I and- do like this because... Looking, looking at... Sorry. Looking at diagrams of the palace's layout, you know. Yeah. I do love this because this is where Kilo is like, y'all have clearly none, never done an assassination before. Here's how you do something with professionalism. And they're all like, man, it'll be fine. And he's just like, okay, first of all, no, it's not. I think, well, some of that's that more, more Yeah, that's more but, episode two. But I just love the beginnings of him being like, y'all need to be professional about this. Yeah, the big part here, what they talk about is that Gone wants to go after Palm and they kind of all like have their conversation about that. And Kilo is the one to be like, look, you guys are being too soft. Gone wants to go after Palm because, you know, he feels bad that she's risking her life. But he doesn't have a plan. Like, he doesn't like know how we should go get her or anything like he just like thinks we should and we can't just go in without a plan we have to trust that palm is going to do her part of the job like yeah literally everyone says palm is probably either dead or hiding and we cannot look for her because it will it will interfere with the plan they literally said we hate that bitch we're not going to do anything um yeah well they should but um (laughs) (laughs) as they should i love that this is the beginning of kilwa just being like no you guys listen you don't know going like i do he has no brain up in there it's also um we talked about kilwa's conversation with akalgo and how he was like um you don't since we're friends, we don't have to do things for thanks anymore. Like we're just going to do stuff and like, it's going to go how it goes and we're going to risk our, eat our lives for each other. And that's just how our friendship is. Um, we definitely see that here with him being like, yeah, Palm's mission is to go in and if she fails or gets caught to kill herself so that we won't get caught. And like, that's the plan. And if we go after her, that's disrespecting her. And we, you know, we got to stick to it. So that's a bit of Kayla's character that uh, we can see tensions are kind of building there and it's making me a little nervous. Um, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great. But I'm sure no one will have their own personal character arcs through these. 
Yeah, totally normal. Um, yeah, no, no time for character arcs. Yeah, yeah. That would distract us from the plan. Um, that's. I prefer to live in the now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is most of that scene, I think. The important thing, yeah, is them trying to decide whether to go after Palm and mostly deciding not to. Although I think they do end up like kind of. It's kind of like a, if we run into her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> if, if I see her on the way. Yeah. That's pretty much that scene. We go back to um, Kamugi and the King and we are, um, he's actually asking her, for like advice like he's like oh well okay so you got me because i did that so what should i have done and she's kind of teaching him that you have to sometimes you have to be brave and move forward and like you know just sort of keep moving in a direction instead of being like aggressive you just have to keep going with the flow and he's like damn i i don't i being passive is hard um so there he's like you know really enjoying and having fun like learning with her and poof comes in and is like hey uh king i have some important business that we should probably talk about um king the spreadsheet and so yeah king i need you to look at this google calendar right now (laughs) yeah he's like listen we got you know that big thing that like is our whole entire plan kind of happening tomorrow king i got some dates for you um can we hash these out so do you want to help me with that at all and he gets really pissed off the more he does this and he's like i have said multiple times i don't care y'all do what you want i'm over here playing gungi with my best friend komuki right now so i need you to go away bitches be like i can't stand doing (laughs) bitches be like i can't stand doing work king me and the bestie That's bitches right. be like, I can't stand humanity. That's right. King at Gungi, me and the bestie. <laughs> um, yeah, so the king is pissed. Poof leaves. UB is like, haha, he kicked you out too, right? Well, we just have to wait him out. You think the, the, the king will win soon, right? And Poof goes, no. And UB's like, huh? And uh, Poof says, well, the thing is, um, as Komugi is learning... Or as the king is learning, Komugi is also learning. And so there the king will probably like never actually, you know, beat her. Like it's probably never gonna happen. And Yuffie's like, haha, I don't think so. I think it'll be fine. I think I think it'll, everything will be great and he'll just beat her and that'll be it. I'm sure it'll be all right, bro. Uh-huh. You gotta stop you gotta stop worrying. Uh-huh. You gotta stop crushing, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's kind of the most of their conversation. We see P2 um, trying to figure out what Morel is up to. And she's like, damn, he's like a puppet master. He's got like all these like weird shadow puppets that he's bossing around. He can't make as many as me. Yeah. But they're, they're pretty nice for what he can do. Um, yeah. Pito finally susses out that, you know, um, yeah, that, that, that Morel's smoke clones are, just like Nen constructs and that Morel is like actually causing all these distractions and causing all this trouble on his own. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she does. And she's like, he- damn, I want to fight that guy. Yeah. I want to fight him. She does seem uh. pretty certain that he was on his own and not working with anyone else, which I mean, definitely means that nobody has been keeping her up on shit because 
Nav did just kill uh, Morel, like what, two days? Or um, Morel just killed uh, Lael. Yeah, he's dead. So like, no one's been keeping ago. her up on shit. Well, I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like they knew that they were like kind of working together. Like the rest of the people Laura, in that squad. Lael didn't tell the other shit. <laughs> That's true. Lael's whole thing was like, I'm going to do this on my own so I can get the king to say, King, I love you, pimp. I love you so much. I owe you so much for your life. That's right. Um. So yeah, that... uh. That didn't work out. P2 really wants to fight Morel. She she wants to fight him so bad it's making her look stupid. Um, she does yell for yeah. her and Morel, or, uh, Mo, or not Morel, Montagiupi has another moment where he like looks up and is like, what the fuck? It's like, why are y'all like this? Um, it, Damn, do you think, do you think Montagiupi is going to keep being the most normal royal guard for the rest of the I, season? Or do you think he's also g- going to get a little silly later on? He's going to be the most normal by levels of the royal guard. He will get silly, <laughs> but all the others are going to be at such a level behind him that it's going to be like, no, this guy actually has it figured out. This guy went to therapy. Yeah, Poof has just gone off, like, so hard these, like, in these two episodes. Like, it's, I mean, I can't imagine anyone getting more, more, getting more crazy, more stupid than him. More silly than that. That's right. We've reached our silly quota. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. That's basically it for that scene. We really just get, like, another short scene of, like, the... Our, our, our group of protagonists. So they're like walking towards the crowd and they're talking about how their plan is to like make them think everyone's in with like the normal crowd and like then they'll just focus all their energy there. And then we go straight back to Gungi and Komogi is getting even better. Um, mm-hmm. So like... <laughs> and Meruem, he's having fun. He's pl- having fun playing a game for the first time. I gotta yeah. say, I wish they would do the thing where he's having fun and his tail starts to wag a little bit. I think it would be <laughs> if he was just like, no, I'm not having fun. I don't like this at all. I hate this t- actually in his tail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I hate this. And his tail keeps swinging around. And Komugi's like, yes, I don't see your tail right now. So that's right. Um, This scene is extremely good is the thing. Um, Komugi is when I say she's getting better, she's like really getting better. Um, <laughs> she places a piece she unlocks and ultra instinct yeah we start to see these like bubbles float up from her from her finger as she lifts her finger from the piece and she goes holy shit i feel weird and it's not changing or anything i just think that like i could do so many cool gungi moves right now and she's just like kind of going off and then she's like this strain is incredible bro it's a really cool scene i really like these bubbles and uh the king is sort of like oh shit she's like uh, you know reaching a higher level um damn this bitch got aura now yeah this bitch do got aura specifically for gungi and um damn you got aura and you get a gungi <laughs> Merim's like oh shit she's gonna oh she's actually just started getting good at Gungi now she's already best the best player in the world and she's only started to evolve now that she's got Nen she's gonna go completely next level sicko mode uh-huh and so she gets to checkmate in that game and she says she needs a break to go uh, record the pieces and well yeah she says like i need a break and she he's he's concerned which is cute and he's like 
oh, like, you know, what's going on? Like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, no, I just want to go record all the moves that I just thought up in my head. I just thought of so many crazy gunky moves. And he's like, well, how would you memorize them? You can't see. And she's like, well, every time I place a move, like every time I make a move in gunky, once I place the piece, I remember it forever. And the king is like, well, um, that's that's intense, but sure, good for you. He's like, have at it, queen. Um, so it's like gives her the excuse to go on break, and then he, as she's walking away, asks uh, for her name. So this is the first time that the king has actually learned that her name is Komuki. And she says, hey, uh, can I ask, dear leader, what is your name? And the king has an existential crisis because he realizes at this moment he doesn't have a name. Um... It's a great scene because she asks him and then he's just like, oh, what? Me? Name? Me? Me? Name? Who? He did not think at all that, like, somebody might ask in return. Like, you know, like, hey, what's your name? Oh, what's yours? Like, that never crossed his mind. He fully just was like, oh, I I, I don't have one. Yeah, he has a full-on, like, existential breakdown when he realizes that he does not have a name. This next scene is one of my... And this is the first time, this is the first time it's occurred to him. Yeah, 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 it completely is. He, it's so good. He walks outside, like, this is, like, that's the end of that scene. He walks outside and he goes, oh, never be too. Oh, um, <laughs> Shia Poof. Oh, Manjujiyupi. And they all, like, come up and he goes... How fucking interesting that you come when you're called by your name. Do any of y'all know what my fucking name is? And they're all like, uh, I don't, uh, and then, um, they all yeah. have their kind of- Shia Poof says you are, Sh- Shia Poof says you are simply the king. You are my king. You're the only king to me. I will fucking kill anyone else who thinks they're a king. Everyone else is a pretender trying to besmirch your name. You're the only king that matters. The king who should rule this world. And the king just looks at him. He's like, okay, so first of all, stop kissing my feet. And second of all, king is a title. So next. Yeah. He's like, king is a title. (laughs) And someone could like take that from me or give it to somebody else. That's nothing. Next. And Yuppie just goes, he's like, Yuppie, you're up next. What do you got? And Yuppie's like, sir, this is just a job. I'm going to be honest. That's above my payroll. I don't, (laughs) I don't know. I don't got nothing for you. You. Yuffie says I'm dumb as shit. I don't know how to answer. Yuffie says, listen, I'm just here for that fat paycheck. I don't got nothing for you. You got to ask somebody else. And he's like, okay, okay, answer. Pito, you're up. And Pito's like, my king, you're a pimp. You're so cool. You're so strong. I love you. Mm-hmm. Choose whatever name sounds most pleasing to your ear. Yeah, whatever just literally, you love. We, we have made a lot of jokes about the Chimera Ants and like how they're, you know, different gender presentations and all that for them. Um, P2 is the most non-binary because P2 was just immediately yeah. like, King, listen, it's not that big a deal. Just pick a name that you like and it'll be fine. Be, you could be Brick. You want to be Brick? Like, that's your name. <laughs> Listen, whatever. Yeah, he just yeah, he just says pick a name that feels good. Use whatever labels make sense to you. Exactly right. We stand P two non-binary legend, Nian binary. And the king just goes, "Well, you've all been thoroughly useless, so thanks," Mm -hmm. and just begins to wander off. But no, he. I mean, he's given his speech now. He has just the biggest speech. Um, he goes off and he says uh kamugi something and poof immediately poof is having 
I know like why this is happening because he's about to like, we're about to get his motivation right here and now, but it also comes off very much like he's like a jealous boyfriend. He is. Like he really, yeah, really is like, oh, he bothered to learn Komugi's name. Like, yeah, how fucked up is king. that? <laughs> Not Komugi's yeah, name. Because, you know, Meruem, Meruem is saying how like, oh, Komugi learned Aura today and, you know, She's gonna be. She's gonna get even better at Gungi. So like, so hey, Neferpito. Like, if if she were processed during the selection, what would happen? And Neferpito is like, well, she. The selection is for people who know how to fight. So she only knows how to play Gungi. So she'd super die. And Meruem says, damn. What if? What if being able to fight and destroy is not the only valid form of strength? And um, this is incredible because this is where P2, or not P2, Poof, starts just mentally going, no, King, this is unsightly. No, what, what I have written in my notes is, no, bro, don't self-actualize. You're so sexy, haha. Because, <laughs> like... <laughs> The king just like begins to wander off and was like, damn, Komugi is so good. Better at me than this, actually, and could always be better at me. And there was that one child I killed one time. What if they were good at a skill or could have grown to be better at a skill than me? And Poof is saying they're like, no, don't. Don't, king. Don't self-actualize. No, no, don't do it, my lord. He's literally sitting there going, listen, I have been down this road and it does not with us living in this swank castle and you being king like he's fully like he, <laughs> he knows that this is like you know good and normal like thinking but he also knows that it's not good for a monarchy like it's a very specific amount of knowledge that he has which leads us into the king over there being like damn could I have so many people out there could have so many different forms of strength Strength and like growing and playing games and blah blah blah. And I've just I snuffed those lives out. And Poof is like, no, don't do it. Oh God, oh shit. And the king is like, man, I'm cool as fuck. Yeah, Poof is like, no, don't regret your actions. And the king goes, actually, uh, uh, guys, I figured it all out. Violence is the ultimate force in the universe. And since my special skill in this universe is violence, that's why I'm the king. I figured it all out. It all makes sense. I am a god. I will. I will never. I will never question this realization. Absolutely not. I will. I will. I will never care about another living creature. That's right. That is a fact. <laughs> it will never change. Yeah. So, um, and that is just so beautiful. So, Sh Shia Poof is crying yeah. again. He is for the second time this episode. He is having a complete meltdown over the fact that he even for a second uh, doubted or 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 thought ill of the king. Yeah, that speech about how violence is the ultimate force was so beautiful that Neferpitu just cried an actual puddle of tears. Um, and <laughs> like is like, damn, that was. That was fucked up of me. I didn't trust the king. And P2 is like, well, you know, yeah. I didn't really trust him either. He's been different since Komugi's here. Um, and this is uh, Yuppie being, you know, just normal. It's like, yeah, if she gets to be a problem, we like might have to kill her. Once again, Yuppie is just here for a job. There's no uh -huh. like grandiose explanation for these. No like, oh, damn, is it going to hurt the king? It's just like, I mean, I mean, if it starts to interfere, we'll do our jobs and kill her. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so then, then the king is going to kill Kamugi. He's like, I'll just simply kill the girl, and then that will make me the best Gungi player. It's so... I've... That yeah, that this is definitely what's gonna happen. I've had my realization. I know that I'm super great at murder. Yeah, the sorting is tomorrow. This has been a time kill. I'm ready. It's time. I'm gonna go kill this little girl. So then he walks in. Komugi says, "Hey, check out my Donald Trump impression," and gets attacked by a bird. <laughs> bird just fly into the window and just immediately start assaulting somebody i think this i think that uh this is the eagle that was really scared by that gold light so this yeah. this really this is um this is netero's fault yeah this is netero's fault this- netero had such rancid vibes that <laughs> that this eagle said i gotta go kill something i have to go kill something immediately those it's vibes are here. bad <laughs> And, like, you know, the vibe was kind of directed at the king, so the eagle was like, oh, shit, and kind of, like, flew here out of just, like, some sense of, like, this is where it needed to be, but couldn't really find the king. And so it was just like, oh, there's a child here. I guess I'll just attack her. Because I'll just kill this child for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, anyways, yeah, she's getting attacked, and the king walks in and immediately just fucking slaughters this eagle. And uh, immediately starts. He says, "Mr. President." He he says, "Get down, Mr. President." (laughs) (laughs) This scene is so much to me. He like immediately runs over and he's fucking just immediately fretting and is like internally is going like, "I should be murdering her right now." I came in here to do that, but is like, "Oh my god, look at you! You're so covered in blood. Like you're all cut up. Like why didn't you holler for help or anything?" And she goes, well, I didn't want to be a burden to anybody. And he goes, like, internally just goes, what am I doing? I came to kill her. And then, yeah, goes, you're not a burden. You are a guest of the king. Like, you, you are a queen. You deserve everything that I have to offer you. Like, you should call for help if you need help. Like, everything. And internally is still going like shit. I'm going to kill her. And then uh, Komugi just starts crying and going like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like no one's ever been this nice to me before. And like the king is kind of losing it. This is a trope that I really love. Um, This scene was very good and I'm obsessed kind of. Yeah. Um, just like the whole, like he walks in and is like, yep, I'm going to kill her. Like kicks down the doors and then it's just like, oh shit. This is this is my friend now. Hey, I'm thinking there's character development now. I'm thinking the the king has character. Shit. What's great about this is that we've been talking about how the season is very long and so much has happened and almost nothing has happened. Uh-huh. I want everyone in the audience to realize that's going to be what these next few episodes are times a thousand. Incredible. So much character development <laughs> with absolutely nothing happening. <laughs> Like, a lot's going to happen, but nothing's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Like, everything will happen, but nothing at all will happen, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's what we're in for. So exciting. But yeah, no. Um, that's the end of that episode. Um, and then ep- the next one pretty much picks up with... Um, it, it starts with a call go, actually, because he's, he's a good boy. Um, and the, they are, I don't really know why everyone split up. 
Um, they did that just to kind of keep eyes at different places and also make sure that they're not in one place if anything were to happen. Yeah. Kind of like to re-go over the plan and then like split up and just confuse the enemy with where they are at. I think they're like, if the enemy still thinks we're causing trouble in other other places, they'll try to like consolidate power a little bit more. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like, I, I don't know. It's It's just like... It doesn't really matter at all. It is funny because they wake up today, like in this day, and it's just going to Kilua and a call go because everyone else split off and... um. Um, but most of this conversation is them like planning their own kind of shit and, um, Kilua talking about how being an assassin means the more precisely you plan, the more likely unexpected things will happen. We get kind of a long conversation about that, but, um, Kilua's all about professionalism. Right. But he does say, um, uh, my old job referring to his like assassin family, like, the way that I talk about, oh, yeah, I used to work at a restaurant, and now I work in retail. Like, he's like, yeah, my old job. Like, we had this all the time. This is great, because I love this idea that Kill Sanders is like, yeah, if it would have been me and my family doing this right now, we would have had this done by last week. Like, we would have had a budget, a spreadsheet, <laughs> like, ins and outs, who's doing what. We would have known every variable. We've had contingencies plotted for each thing. He's like, we guys, you guys, we need to get on this. And everyone's just like, no, bro, it'd be fine. We got a plan. We walk in, we kill the king, we walk out. I know Kilo doesn't really want to talk to his family right now. I'm surprised that he didn't at least, like, call maybe, like, his dad, who he kind of left on good terms with, and be like, hey, there's, like, some, uh, like, this is a pretty big deal. Do you guys so wanna... funny you ask what Kilo's <laughs> family could be doing during this. Uh-huh. We might get an answer for that soon. Oh, oh, well, okay. Hmm. Hmm. It's so funny that we haven't seen Netero in a long while. And he said, I gotta go talk to somebody. Yeah, he had to go talk to an old friend. You gotta go, I gotta go talk to somebody. God, is this an Uncle Ira situation where every old person knows each other? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for us. <laughs> you know how at the start of the series, Netero was like, oh, you must be from the Zoldix. I know that clan in their weird ways. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we did kind of know he did at least know of the Zoldix, but I do love that he's like, you know, on this a personal man got level. everybody's number. That's right. Um... So yeah. Um, uh yeah. So so Kilua is talking. Yeah, it's we're they're just like going over the plan again, and Kilua is talking about like Neferpito's N and how like they're probably gonna be able to like find them by sensing it. And uh, I, I I did make note that like Kilua is definitely using they them for Neferpito now. I think that like just the subtitles were using she her earlier, but like now we've we, now we've gone into full he she they territory. It's funny because now, for the longest time I was like, okay, it's gonna stick with he. This is just like a fandom thing. And then like it, like as soon as I settled into it always being he, it started being she and they. Yeah. Yeah, the character is very specifically like Neperpito, don't got gender. Let's <laughs> don't get it twisted. Don't get it don't get it wrong. Neperpito go don't got that gender. Yeah, it's like you know how there's the gender binary, there's like, you know, men and women, and then there's cat girls and cat boys, which are separate from like, you know, girls and boys. And yeah, then no. even further Th- than those that, are cat- those are their own genders yeah. that do not belong to a binary. Yeah, and then even into that there is the non-binary of cat genders and that is near yeah yeah the neon binary, yeah, exactly right. non-binary. Uh-huh. yeah um so yeah um <clears throat> sorry 
I'm trying to find where I am in my notes because there's just so much going on here. They really just talk about Pito's aura for a while and then they go like, oh, well, why was it down that one time? Like they're trying to figure that out. They call Colt. And uh, so we see Colt. uh (laughs) He was the only one here who's like, wait, we got to like get every variable down. Like, do we have a plan? And everyone's like, bro, it'll be fine. He's like, why did the aura go down? And they're like, oh, wait, that did happen. Yeah, he has to explain the contradiction of, like, Kilo goes, the more precisely you plan things, the more they fall apart. And Akal goes, like, well, that's kind of a contradiction. And Kilo's like, okay, listen. And, like, literally goes off explaining just that. And then they talk about Pito's end. Um, but, yeah, um, Colt is just babysitting. He's got he's got the little baby, and they're chilling. Colt got a sick <laughs> fucking house out of this deal. I got to say that. I know. Colt got a nice fucking apartment. And by apartment, I mean mansion out of this whole deal. Yeah, that kid is set up. He's got lots of toys. Yeah. So they call and they're like, hey, why would the end go down? And Colt's like, well, Pito was probably healing somebody. And they're like, huh? And he's like, yeah, I noticed when Pito was like, you know, stitching up that one guy who we obliterated. What's his name? Uh, Kate? Yeah. Cot. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Ingon says I'm normal. Yeah. Um, he did have to turn on turn off his end for a while, so... I think it takes a lot of energy and concentration to do that. And they're like, well, who the fuck would Pito be healing in the palace? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, could it be like another royal guard? Was there a schism? Did the king hurt somebody? And Ikago's like, absolutely not. Like, if they got hurt, that's their problem. Pito would never drop his end for that. Yeah. Yeah, like, so then like, Pito wouldn't really, even if, like, one of the, if they were infighting or whatever, Pito wouldn't drop their end for any other injury. It, this has to be the king. Which is funny because then they yeah. call Morrell and they're like, they're like, hey, we think that, like, the king got hurt. And Morrell is just like, what? Not what? Uh, well, you know, well, probably is, there probably was a reason they did drop the end. We never questioned at the time, but probably is a big deal that that happened uh-huh why did the king hurt themselves oh yeah and and they say like oh the, you know the only possible explanation is that neferfito was healing the king and you know the only people and there's really no one who would have been able to hurt the king like the royal guards definitely wouldn't have done it mm-hmm. so we think that the king has did did a self-inflicted injury, and that's why he needed to be healed. Yeah, so Morel is, like, big nervous now about that news. Morel's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, oh, god damn it! what's going on in there? He's having a sneaking suspicion something might go wrong. Something might be happening in there that we don't know about. Hmm. We, didn't, we didn't think about our good luck when that happened that one time, but that does mean things are happening. <laughs> Yeah, so they're concerned about that. Um, but um, it's time for things to go. Like the alarm bells are going off and everybody's marching towards the, the selection area. Um, and we just see like these marching lines of absolutely fucking miserable people like marching towards their fucking like celebration of the king or whatever. King, we love you. It's, uh, it's like quite a scene. Um, we see um, P2 and the other royal guards and P2 saying that they sent some more skilled fighters among the group. Um, um, 
the, like coming in with the group, like the, the, all the people going, like they're not like jumping on rooftops or anything this time. They're just walking in, um, concealing themselves among the, the crowd. And Poof says that, um, well, somebody has to guard the king because they're going to attack. And they're like, well, he's not going to like that because he's been mad at us lately for, you know, being bitches um (laughs) um you know um so poof says okay so we'll have to do it in secret and it'll have to be someone who's not too big looking at yuppie and also somebody who's not gonna get distracted and looking at p2 and it's like well you know i'll take this mantle it's a tough responsibility but you know i'll i'll go above and beyond for my king my i guess i'll do it because i'm objective I guess I'll have to do it because I'm objectively the best choice. Oh, well. That guy at a job who's like, I'm, oh God, I'm so burdened with all this extra work I have to do around here. And everyone's like, dude, literally no one asked you to do that. (laughs) Literally Literally go home. (laughs) Actually, we've all asked if you need help and you've said no every time. I don't know what your fucking problem is. Right? You're just like, oh, I just, I've been doing so much extra work around here. And they're like, literally no one asked you. I also love how he's like, P2 is going to get too distracted, which right after that scene, P2 does get distracted. Yeah. P2 has also been on like lookout duty for the last like 24 hours, not doing a thing. Uh huh. P2 has been doing a good job. Be nice to P2. P2's doing a very good job. P2 has been like, I'd rather be out there killing, but for my king, anything. That's right. Um, yeah, so P2, um, what Pito gets distracted by is that all of the um all of the nen she was sensing just disappeared. So she's like, oh damn, they've they've activated their Zets their Zetsu. Um, but actually we know that well, most of them did, but also most of them are in the portal. Like they just sort of like zipped in there. I think Morella's still out and using Zetsu, but everyone else is in there. Incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pito assumes that like they must have, you know, thrown up their zetsu and mingled in with the crowds to avoid detection mm-hmm. but they're actually chilling in an extra dimensional space yeah, they're yeah, actually yeah. all just vibing in their super portal that's cool and fun so we get a quick scene of them just kind of being in there but then they go back and they say okay should i call in the puppets because they can't figure anything out and pto says or poof says no, you should send them in closer to the crowd because even if we can't sense them, just like doing free reign is stupid. So, you know, move them in so that even if we can't sense the Zetsu, maybe they think the Nen soldiers can. I love this because P2 gives kind of like a grumpy look and I'm just like, P2's like, I'm doing so much fucking work around here. I know. P2's like, I wish I could get rid of these soldiers. I'm so tired. I'm fucking sleepy. <laughs> P2's um, like, I've been controlling these guys nonstop for weeks. You guys gotta let me rest. Right? Um, and then we're doing some more- He needs a cat nap. Yeah. Pito unionize. Pito should be. <laughs> um, but we've, we've already determined from earlier that if Poof sensed any, any inkling of uni- unionizing, even from Pito, they would kill on the spot. Yeah, Poof would destroy them. Yeah, Poof would absolutely kill anyone unionizing in this place. Um, we're in the portal now. We're doing some more planning. There's lots of snacks in there. Um, so they're all kind of hanging out, going over the plan again. Shoots being our favorite paranoid boy. Um, they're, I don't know. They're talking about some shit. Like somebody can't go in if they're not, they don't want to get trapped in there and separated and they can't use cell phones. Their main concern is that they got to keep an eye on 
it's like hours until they do the invasion and they're like, well, we got to keep an eye on what's going on now that we know there's a weird variable, but we can't see from out here. And if we head to our mountain areas, once we exit, we can't get back in. So we'd basically be sitting ducks. Mm-hmm. And if we're in here, we don't know if something changed. So we don't know, like, if we can continue with the plan, what do we do? And old man Nov is here. Old man Nov. I'm... Old... <laughs> Nob looks like Xehanort. He got so traumatized that he has white hair now and is speaking in old man voice. And he looks like shit. His fucking face is all worn down and he's got like the crazy old man cheekbones. Like, man's got so stressed from literally just Poofora that he aged like three decades in a day. Yeah, Nob got norted, but not in a fun way. (laughs) (laughs) He experienced vibes so bad that it aged him 50 years. Like, he had one mental breakdown, he chilled in his room for a while, and then he's like, guys, I'm 80 years old now. Anyways, I'll do the lookout stuff. I really wish we had gotten a um, Shia Poof Nav fight, because the drama that they are both giving off is just... (laughs) So intense. I would love to see that just, you know, sparks fly for them. Could you imagine if, like, Poofs are doing his weird violin freakout things and Morel's like, what the fuck's going on? And Nob is, like, hiding behind a pillar, like, I can't! <laughs> Yara! <laughs> Shia Poof just starts weeping and playing violin while Nav runs around throwing bushes on himself. Yeah. Just running around in a circle. Wearing putting on camo. (laughs) Where I was just saying they're like, what is happening right now? Why am I here? Right? (laughs) Morel and Yupi being like, God, these fucking Co-workers, am I right? Right? (laughs) They're just chilling now. (laughs) He offers you some of his bowl. Yeah, he's like, he wants a (laughs) bowl. They're going to be doing that for a while, so. God, maybe Yuppie should get to smoke weed. (sighs) Yuppie should smoke some weed. (laughs) Yuppie should. Let that man smoke weed. So. He could. Do you think. Do you think that Yuppie could, you know, with his shape-shifting powers, do you think he could turn one of his hands into a vape? I don't know, because- Would you accept a Yuppie hand blunt? Hmm. Like, if Yuppie turned his hand into a blunt and said, quieres, would you accept it? Wait a minute. What if we go fucking post-human here? What if Yuppie just installs a heating coil somewhere on his body? Then he can just, like, fucking turn into a vape at any time. That's interesting. Yeah, like, he just has a part of his body that is specifically for, like, it just gets really fucking hot so that he can, like, burn shit on it and smoke it. And that's how him and Morel bond. Mm, Yeah. 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 Morel tells him he has the best lungs in the world, and Yuppie's like, check this shit out, and shapes his, shifts his lungs to be even better. Yeah. And says, I can hold this in even longer. Morel's like, fucking bet. That's right. Yeah, I huh? like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they compete over lung capacity and throat game. Yeah, and they- We should, we should, we should write an AU. <laughs> That's canon for me. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that disproves it is actually fan fiction. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> fan is... fiction that was animated. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. 
It's crazy what fan fiction people will do these it's days. It's crazy what these people will do. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, this scene. Yeah. So Morel is very concerned. Morel's like, you okay, my guy? You look like shit. He's like, Nob, it's okay. Just make sure you stay out of range, buddy. And Nob is like, don't worry. I'm shitting and farting my pants because Already. I'm so scared. So I will say, I will not take any risks. Don't you worry. Where Nob is like, oh, be careful. Um, The way that uh, uh, P2's end works is that it's not like a solid orb. It's more like an amoeba that shifts and changes so he can... So he can extend its range. And like, that's how Kite got caught. He must have gotten caught because he didn't know that. And I say, Kite didn't know that. But also, Kite got caught because he didn't know P2 was alive. Yeah, we only know P2 is alive because Kite died. Because Kite was like, oh shit, what's that? We got to get out of here. Um, Kite's one failing was just... Was just n- failing to anticipate Catboy. That's right. It's funny because they go through this whole long thing where they're like, "Ah, oh, this is why. This is why Pete. This is why Kite lost. This is how Kite like died and got his shit rocked. Mm-hmm. Like we know and understand this. This is why Kite would never, as a person, get himself his shit rocked by P two unless this happened. And I'm uh-huh. like, first of all, none of y'all were there. Second of all, Kite did get his shit rocked. Yeah, <laughs> because of no other reason than being like, "Damn, I didn't know P two was here." Yeah. I love this, like, all of them being like, oh, Kite was so He also cool did have, strong. like, he literally, the reason that he died was because he took a second to be like, hey, Kilo will go, you need to leave right now. Like, he would have died anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> he sensed it and tried to get the kids out of danger was what happened. Yeah. Like, I, it doesn't again, have anything to do with Amoeba Nen, like. <laughs> once again, the moment P2 saw him, he, his days were numbered. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the number is zero. Yeah, once they flex yeah, once they flexed those thighs, it was all over. Big meaty thighs. Once they yeah. got vascular, it was all over from there. Mm-hmm. So Nob goes out and he's doing his snooping and his spying from outside. And he's just like, damn, that's a lot of people. They're all marching and gathering. And what the fuck is that? Is that gay dust? What's all this <laughs> gay dust sprinkling on them? And he it's looks over and he's like, what's that fucking twink doing up there? And we cut to a scene of Poof flying sexily above the clouds. Where did that twink get all this glitter? <laughs> Sprinkling some glitter onto the crowd. And he's like, why is he doing that? And why is everyone just letting it? Oh, shit. And he looks down and everyone is just zonked out of their minds. And he's mm-hmm. like, damn, it's post-hypnotic suggestion. Yeah, he's like, damn, it's uh, it's it's hypnotism powder. Damn, it's all hypnotizing them. Yeah. Poof has a lot of powers. Okay, you yeah. say this, but P2 has puppeteering, healing, uh-huh. super N, and a power we haven't seen yet. So I think it balances well, out. Well, okay. I think the I only mean, one who we see who doesn't have shit other than sh- is Yuppie, and his power is I get to transform. So, yeah, you know, Yuppie is just kind like, of the winner overall. And it's a very visceral shape-shifting, too. I love that for him, where he it's not like, you know, ooh, I get like, I you know, fade out and go back, you know, like how a lot of things will be like, there's like a shimmer of light to show that they're like going into a state while they transform. His wings ripped themselves out of his back. Like yeah. it's very different from a lot of shape shifting I've seen, which so I love. So these guys get a lot of powers. I will say we haven't seen the end of Poof's powers. 
he's, again <laughs> he's still got he's got a few more hidden up his sleeve. I do think got it's a few mostly more. funny against Yuffie because yeah P2 like has been like we've known she's super powerful through this whole thing and like all that Poof is just kind of there but also has like 30 like low-key powers what I do like about these is that in most like anime you would just assume that like the powers would be something they can use in a fight or like obviously battle focused yeah. powers yeah what we've seen from Poof is I get to puppeteer people, which is kind of like a battle thing, but that's also kind of like a we need people and resources thing. Uh-huh. And I can heal people, which is I need something for my job that gets me to heal people. For Poof, we've seen I can hypnot I can read minds, uh-huh. which is good to be, you know, if you're guarding the king. Yeah. And I can put people under hypnotic suggestion, which is good if you're once again trying to help control people. Yeah. None of them are like, I can shoot a laser beam so powerful. I mean, yeah. Pichu's very good at combat, though. Yeah, but it's not like their power is combat. Yeah. They're just strong. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really need that, though, I think is the thing. Yeah, they're just strong. It's not like anyone has a specific ability like Gon, who is like, I punch real good, and that's my power. Yeah. Theirs are all like, yeah, we have like things we need to do and we use them for that. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, before yeah. we before he talks about all the hypnotism, because that's kind of our last thing that leads into our like funny ending scene. But we do before that get a scene of the king talking to P2 and saying, Hey, so um, did you not know that my friend Komugi was getting attacked by birds? And um <laughs> Pichu was like, oh, that was like, your friend? like, yeah, I mean, I knew she was getting attacked by a bird, but, like, I didn't think you would care because it wasn't endangering you at all. Yes, what's your damage? And, <laughs> and, yeah, the king is just like, okay, so from now on, also watch Komugi at all times. Make sure she doesn't get attacked by any more birds. And Pichu is like, um, fucked up, but whatever. And, like, you know, like, doesn't say that out loud, but you can see by her face, she's like, I don't like that you asked me that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like yeah, sure, I'll watch. Yes, I'll watch. Like, so what's your damage? Like, are you good? Yeah. So that's pretty much it for the episode, except for Excuse this last. Me, we scene. do have a lot to talk about. No, that's what I'm saying. This last scene where they all just have a one-liner about their fucking motivation. We do have every single character delivering a monologue about 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 going into the palace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to check you on this. No, that's what I was saying. There is, that is what's left, though, is every single character gets one or two lines to talk about why they're here, what they're thinking about, and that's, that's, that's where we're at is all. So, like, you know, we're at that point. Shoot starts us off um, talking about Kilua and says... Yeah, he's looking regular. Yeah, he says, you know, he seems better now than when we fought before. Like, not as, you know, fucked up. But sometimes, sometimes he just looks so sad. And, like, he'll just fade away. away. I, and then he goes, but no, I can't think about Kilo right now. I'm having the most anxiety out of everyone here. So I have to do, I have to self care first. I can't pour from an empty pitcher, you know. Um, I love the, he looks like he's slipping away. Yeah, my man? You want to address that? <laughs> no, he's he's too anxious. Um, anyways, Shoot is the funniest character in this entire show, except when he's not on screen, he, he's I forget not he there. exists he immediately. D- yeah, exactly. Um, Knuckles next. 
And he says, oh, shit, chimera ants are people. Um, there are two on my team now and they have hearts. I wonder if the king has a heart, hmm. but I'm going to have to kill some anyway. And uh, then Gon is next and says, I can't wait to kill Pito. It's time to avenge Kite. I can't fucking wait to end that fucker. I love this like round robin of things like shoots like damn. Kill was looking a little messed up, but uh-huh. I got to think about myself. I got to get in this. And then we go to Shoots Friend Knuckle, who's just like, damn, I'm really having like a moral question here of like, if these guys are people, uh-huh. I have to kill them like they're not people uh-huh. or they'll kill us. But uh-huh. am I taking a human life if I do that? And then Shoots the Gone being like, I love murder. Yeah, Gone is like, <laughs> I can't wait to kill. I um, love it. <laughs> yeah. And then Kilua is like, wow. Gone is fired up. I can't wait to use my new power to help Gone defeat P2. <laughs> um, and that's that's his whole motivation. And then we go to Morel, and Morel says, guys, I'm tired as fuck. Morel's like, man, I fucking need a nap. <laughs> Morel's like, I fought a sexy cheetah. I fought a sexy lion. These cat boys are running me ragged. I'm sleepy. <laughs> I created a bunch of shadow clones. I need a nap. Yeah, he's <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. He has had like the cat, the cat boy, not really trifecta, but that's the word I want to use. Yes, the cat boy trifecta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All three of them. He's like, I'm at a scale of one to a hundred. I'm at a, like a forty, no, thirty-five yeah. right now. Uh-huh. If it wasn't for the fact that Nav is such a baby bitch, I would probably be asking for a little bit of a rest right now. But I'm an adult. <laughs> I got to I got to take. This. I got to see this through to the end. That's right. And we then- get to Nav being like. <laughs> Man, I'm such a baby bitch. I feel bad. Anyways, bye, guys. Yeah, we get to not be like, oh, I'm so guilty and scared. Bye. And just leaves to go to a watch or something. He's like, well, see ya. Don't address uh-huh. that. Yeah. And then we, okay, Melioran is next. And Melioran <laughs> says, I can hold my breath for two minutes. That's about it. Um, y'all want to see how long I can hold my breath? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we go to a call go. And Recalgo says, I will be reborn at midnight. Kilua. Thank you so much for my life. You king, you pimp. I, God, you gave me this chance. I will never forget this. And I am so grateful that you brought me here, which is really funny because they talked about Akalgo's like part in this plan earlier. And what they said was, okay, Akalgo, if you see Palm, just get both of you out of there. That's it. Yeah, Melioran is here to, like, help someone be invisible. And fucking Ikago, they're like, Ikago, we're going to be very honest. If you encounter any of the Royal Guards, you're going to die instantly. So you got to go find Palm and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and Ikago says, I have I have exactly one friend, and I would kill or die for him. Yeah, uh-huh. That's pretty much what Kilua said, too. Me, too, if I ever met Kilua. I'd be like, exactly one friend, and it's Kilua, and I would die for him. yeah. Um, that's it for our boys. We do get a cut. Komugi is just playing Gungi because that's her motivation. And then the mm-hmm. king says, um, he's singing Reflections from Mulan. He's looking at the mirror and he's going, I am the king, but who am I? Um, hmm. that's it. We go straight back to the boys and they're going through the portal and Gon says Palm's name. And that's it. That is episode. Yeah, I wonder what Palm's doing right now. I wonder now. what Palm's doing. Remember right the now. last time we saw her when a big nasty aura was about to touch her and she was like, uh-oh. Yeah, and how P2 hasn't mentioned anything about it. Like, it was totally, like, normal and average. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fine. Uh-huh. Surely Palm was alive somewhere, is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. Uh-huh. Um, that's episodes. 
Yeah. We are 10 minutes before the selection begins. Indeed. I know I asked it at the top of this episode. Uh-huh. Guys, how are we feeling about it? How Almost are being we feeling? Palace Invasion time. Um, I don't know what I'm getting into with Palace Invasion. I know like what this feels like. It feels like, you know, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We're gearing up for the final season. We're about to spend like 30 episodes doing like 10 minutes of time, you know, like. Yeah, if you thought the narrator was getting his paycheck before, <laughs> he is <laughs> fucking making bank. He's getting paid by the word. I am ready for 30 seconds to elapse. Mm. Eventually, once we get far enough into this guy, I need to show you the video that's like the palace invasion in real time. Yeah. Because it breaks my brain. We'll have to do a special with our thoughts on that after, like, you know, we wrap up this part. Because, like, yeah, this is going to be a lot. Like, I, 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 I have predictions of my own, but, like... <sighs> No real thoughts. It's all other really than good. like I'm just you know I can I the tensions are building in really good ways. Like you can see Kilo and Gon kind of freaking out, and you can I love 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 the Komugi King relationship. Like they're uh-huh. very cool to watch. Like I don't know. It's I will very say, fun. Um, it looks like next week we do get to see what Dilf Netero has been up to. Ooh. Mm. Sorry, Gilf Netero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Gilf his new, energy. With his new spandex that he's wearing now. Good for him. I do love how they were like, Netero is about to get in a fight. So to get into this, he's going to change from his martial arts outfit into a nice tank top and some compression shorts. Yeah, he's got to get the booty out, you know? <laughs> he's got to yeah. be like, listen. Has to play every advantage. I'm about to be working out hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know... He- you know, he's known for his martial arts, but his real passion is cycling. So he's got to get those bike shorts on to really get into it. That's what he's doing up on the top of the mountain. Is He's just got like a not like, <laughs> I don't know if he's got a real bike because it's like at the top of the mountain. I think he's just in place, like, you know, like <sighs> focusing his Nen, but also biking at all times. He's like he's <laughs> focusing his Nen while riding an exercise bike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's it's taking, like, like a Pilates course. He's got his own personal spin class going on up there. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, it's one of the ones where he's like, he's using his men to get Wi-Fi up there, and he's watching the training videos, and he's like, <laughs> one, two, let's go, let's go. And he's just like, oh, yeah. And the vibes uh-huh. are just so rancid from that. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not the golden glow. It's the sweat smell from him just being on that mm. bike for three days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That eagle was like, oh shit, I gotta go kill something. Here's my obligatory Naruto reference. What's an episode? Sure. In Naruto, there is a thing where a character can work out so much that their body starts to glow and they say it's literally the sweat evaporating off your body that creates an aura around you. So do you think that's what's happening? Yeah, I do. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening to Netero. He's getting so sweaty up on that that spin machine. It's just a glow, a glow. Yeah, he's just like giving off energy. Everyone's like, damn, it reeks in here. Yeah. (laughs) Damn, it fucking smells like shit over here. What's going on? (laughs) They're like, man, you need a shower. Yeah. Should we hop over to Too Many Gones? Yeah, let's see what all those other gones. Let's talk about Too Many Gones. And the answer is not much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think... I think really the only thing that stood out to me in the manga is someone finally told Togashi to stop drawing Ant Dick. Cowards. What a tragedy. Cowards. Cowards, a lot of them. Bring back the sheath. Yeah, Meruem has a smooth <laughs> crotch right now, and I am 
I am mourning the passing of Aunt Dick. Because I was kind of thinking in the anime episodes, like the specifically uh, when he goes out and he's talking about um, his, um, when he's having the name conversation with them. I kind of thought that he had more dick than usual in that shot. So it'd be very mm. funny if they kind of like balanced out at this point. Like now, like. Oh, the- they added dick in when they took it out of the manga. Yeah, they looked at the manga and they were like, oh, we got to get like average level dick. Like, you know. We got to give you some dick king. Uh-huh. They, they had to rework it in the anime. So like they went like negative dick for the beginning. And now that they've toned it down in the manga, they're like bringing it back up to that level. Yeah, there can only be one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only yeah, one yeah. king gets a dick. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. about that. That's all I got. The manga's like, we can't change a thing at this point. Yeah. Sorry, but I love how this podcast is just like half talking about dicks. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like, well, it's not really changed much, except I did notice the king's dick was smaller. I feel like that's what the audience has come to expect. I mean, fair. Yeah. Everyone should be well aware that we're a full dick podcast yeah. over here. We're penis delirious over here. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're like, you know, this is a this is a dick observation podcast. That's right. This is a Hunter Hunter dick rewatch and recap podcast. <laughs> We're going to be discussing <laughs> the king's dick on on recording. Uh-huh. Everyone's going to know about it. That's just that's just the vibe. Yeah. Everyone should know about this by now. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, if they didn't get that from the Ubagin episodes, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we, yeah. we don't count down from there. But <laughs> yeah, if they thought we were going to stop, sorely mistaken. Yeah. <sighs> So yeah, besides the dick, I think that's all the changes. Um, what do we want to hit for our third segment? I got to say one thing before we oh, fully sure. these episodes. Sure. It's incredibly funny how they don't bring anyone else on to this mission after Nav says, I'm sorry, guys, I got to go cry in a corner. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I, br- I... They're leaving Morale to take on one guy by himself. We should put out into the air, who do you think should replace Nav? Well, I can't believe Bisky isn't here. Listen, Bisky said, I gotta get out of here. She said, you have been crazy. <laughs> I can't think of any, because like, we, you know, the spiders came and went. They're doing My their My hat is in for Waluigi from season one. Oh, yeah. I don't mm. know what he does besides run the games, though. Or not, the, you know, the test. I just want to see him again. I would love to see him again. I would love to see him just like, I would have loved to see him fight Chitu. I feel like we should get like he does his like long one. strides and he's like ah but Chitu can you catch me and like yeah I feel like we should get character from season one when the show used to be a little more goofy oh you mean Pockle who <laughs> <laughs> back into this and they're like damn we got to be serious now huh yeah <laughs> like we've seen Netero get serious and his serious is I cut my hair and I put on like compression shorts and a t-shirt. So I just want to know what that guy's serious mode looks like. There's not a... I mean, okay. So from season one... Oh, could you imagine Wing being here right now? Satux's yeah. serious mode is he actually runs instead of power walking. Yeah. Holy shit. Could you imagine? I know. Start bending his knees. <laughs> <laughs> the ground would shake. I was thinking about Wing, but I kind of rejected it immediately because I can't imagine what he would do that would be useful. I'm going to be honest. Plus, he, would put, he would blow up a wall and yeah. be like, is that, does that help? Yeah, he'd be like, oh, guys, I found them. Blows up the wall and destroys everyone's cover. How was that? He's How like, are we? guys, are we good? Can I go now? 
Could you imagine if they were like, hey, Razor, we know you're on that island just working out. Do you want to like come visit us real quick? We got, <laughs> we know you love to see someone with some good muscles. Do you want to see this cat who has some great muscles? Yeah, you want to play dodgeball with a fucking. Uh, you want these cat that has some ant? amazing thighs? <laughs> like, these Khmer ants are shredded. Do you want to check them out real quick? You would not even believe. Yeah, I want to see Razor fight Yuffie. Oh, man. Razor would be like, man, you fucking shredded. Yeah. And you'd be, be like, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, boys being boys. Oh, it would be a dude's rock episode. Uh-huh. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. What if Gon called in his one phone call and was like, don't worry, guys. I know somebody and called in Nobunaga. Damn. Hmm. I really am sad that he wasn't in the like the actual Phantom Troop episode. He was off doing his own thing. Like Nobunaga would be like, are you finally joining? And Gon would be like, I might if you help us out. And Nobunaga's like, I'm there for you, King. <laughs> you guys come here first. It's really it's really, <laughs> it's cool. really I want to show you guys something. <laughs> it's part of an interview. <laughs> I'm doing. <laughs> because you know he would invite Nobunaga and all the others would show up for like no reason whatsoever and they'd be like I just need Nobunaga and they'd all be like and? Yeah <laughs> that had been like when Nobunaga called the the troop and was like hey I need you guys to meet me somewhere. If only that had been because Gone called him and Yeah was the like, next hey. shot is just Gone standing there like did you call him? Yeah yeah, like Gon called him and was like, hey, you guys need to come. And then the Phantom Troop is like, oh, Nobunaga, you'll never believe what we were just doing. And Nobunaga will be like, well, you'll never believe what we're about to go do. Yeah, And it's that comedy of errors where they're like, yeah, like, oh, we already killed some of these guys. So we're killing more now? Like, let's go. They'd be doing the Spider-Man point meme. That's exactly right. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, your vibes are much more rancid than the other ones we (laughs) fought. I don't know. They, They fought butthole spider. Yeah. Listen, are you telling me that the others would be like, damn, that or I fell from butthole spider. My, do you think Nob's hair would also go white if he met butthole spider? No, I mean, you're right. There's, I think of rancid and my mind is like, you know, not necessarily a power level. Rancidity is like a different. Yeah, the Royal, the Royal Guard's vibes are rancid. Butthole Spider's general existence is rancid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Nen vibes are different than, like, person rancid vibes. Rancid in terms of disgust and not fear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Because I, I was going to say, I don't know if I would call the Royal Guard more rancid than Butthole Spider. Hmm. Butthole Spider's existence is rancid to me. The Royal Guard is rancid vibes in the terms of I'm scared of them. If you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would use the term rancid for that, but I, I support you. In your you, know, you know, we don't we don't know what, what Butthole Spider's vibes are like. They could be like the vibe equivalent of like a fresh lavender scent, which would also be pretty disturbing. Hmm. Uh, do you think Butthole Spider's vibes are immaculate? Mm. Like, like you look at him and you're like, you're gross. Yeah, that would be fuck. That would be more fucked up to me. But yeah, like, yeah, like you look at him and you're like, oh shit. But then he like talks and you kind of get his presence and you're like, oh, okay. You're like, you're I'm less scared now, which makes me more scared. Yeah, your vibes are immaculate, bro. You're just nasty. You're just disgusting. But we know that that's not true because we saw him talk and like we heard the things that came out of his. But we never felt his aura. I don't think he knew how to use Nen is also the thing. Because he just used his stupid web, but he could just make that naturally. Yeah. That was all natural. We're, we're, we're really exploring the complexities of guy-vibe duality in this podcast, huh? Yeah, right? 
Listen, this show is all about people's vibes flowing out of their bodies mm-hmm. and people being like, damn, did you feel his vibe? Yeah. So I feel like it's important that we discuss each character's vibes, like Butthole Spider's vibes. I mean, yeah, because this does start out, like, season one is all about how Hisuka's vibes are just fucking lanes. Yeah, just Hisuka, off the like, charts nasty. Hisuka placed his head on a funny tree and then radiant yeah. vibes and Gon was like, I feel like I hate these vibes most of all. Hisuka had boner disease for like 12 hours and it was described to us by the canon of the plot. Like, oh, that's some bad vibes. Could you imagine mm-hmm. if they called Hisuka in? <sighs> I would love to see Hisuka get, get annihilated instantly by Neferpito. Could you imagine Hisuka seeing these guys and getting like the weirdest boner? Yeah, I like. He'd be I like, can't believe this Hisuka's guy's so not here. I mean, these guys are on the news. He likes to fight. He's fucking trying to dick down the boss right now. The he boss don't doesn't time. have any powers, right? Yeah, that's why he's trying to get them back. He's like, listen, I got a hard on for the boss right now. I can't be thinking about my other projects. I mean, that's extremely a mood, but at the same time, like... He's like, I'm working hard on this fir- this one side piece. All my others are going to have to wait. He's got so much time on his hands. He could be taking out some of these delightful creatures. And right now, it's all about trying to dick down the boss. Yeah. Like, in a fight. Yeah. I just think it would be funny if, like, P2 had to deal with the idea of bungee gum. (laughs) Like, P2's thighs get really vascular and he goes in for the kill and then he just falls into, like, a web of bungee gum and is like, ew! I do, yeah, like, he said it's a fun one to see them go up against because he's just so, like, showman-y. Like, I would love to see him just, like, do a stupid little magic trick on one of them and piss him off. Oh my god, can you (laughs) imagine him doing a stupid little gay magic trick on Yupi? Yeah, Yuppie would be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> if, what if he, he did a would, stupid? Like, tear him to fucking pieces. Ta-da! Your arm is gone, and he'd be like, "Okay, motherfucker!" Like, <laughs> like putting popping another one out. <laughs> yeah, he would get like shoved in a locker. Like that's how I see Pisaka <laughs> is like. <laughs> he's just getting bullied oh my god p2 would get so distracted by hisuka he's gonna be like which card did i draw and he p2 would be like oh shit dude which card is it yeah, he'd be, be like, like yeah. p2 <laughs> <laughs> they're going after the king and p2's like yeah one, one minute i gotta see this yeah uh komugi is to the king as hisuka is to p2 that's why he i can't will not be elaborate in this arc. that's why he can't be in this arc <laughs> Tugashi knew. Uh-huh. Yeah, you think now that Palm was dead, they would bring back one of the other pedophiles in this show, but you know. <laughs> I guess yeah, I'm glad wait, that they have They're it. down two people. <laughs> and they're like, the plan's fine. In fairness, they did bring in a chameleon and an octopus. Yeah. I'm saying in terms of power level. Yeah, no, in terms of power level, they're fucked. A call goes at Roland, the plan is to get Palm out, if possible. Yeah. Sorry, they're down one and a half people because their whole plan for Palm was to basically die anyway. Well, yeah. I think if Hisuka did a magic trick for Shiapoof, it would shatter his entire conception of reality. Oh my god. Oh my god. The drama, those two? The gay drama? And then he would get so mad about Meruem not being able to do magic. The gay drama going on with those two, the yeah. vibes would be disgusting. The walls would be melting. Yeah, the trick <laughs> would bore the king. The king would turn away and be bored and he wouldn't care and he'd go back to Gungi. And then 
Poof would be off to the side, like, oh my, he, he, I, he blew my mind. Why isn't the king excited about this? Why isn't anybody but me like dramatic and playing his violin? Yeah, but then he would, yeah. be like, he would be like, damn, why do I care though? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, am I defective? Oh God. And then he would start playing his violin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and he then- would. He would just be freaking out playing his violin. Hisoka cuts off his own arm again. <laughs> what would overpower this scene? Hisoka's Spanish guitar or Poof's violin? Because they would be vying for attention. They would have a beautiful duet. They would fight like they were dancing. It would be very homoerotic. And Morel would be sitting here like, God, what the fuck? Yeah. Because we got to remember, this is Nav's replacement, so it would be poof in the end. <laughs> yeah, so Morel is there like, what? <laughs> Morel is high as shit, like, just still smoking, like, all right, whatever. Yeah, once again, Morel gets bored and leaves and goes and finds Yuppie and they smoke weed together. <sighs> Could you imagine if uh, My two weed smoking boyfriends. And here... <laughs> Uvogin would fucking go bananas if he saw these guys. You know that I want Uvogin back, and you know that I want to see him kick all of these guys' asses. I He would go bananas. I miss him so much. Him and Yupi would do the, like, fucking FMA, like, arm hold me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, they would do the handshake. They would, like, look at each other's rippling muscles and be like, let's uh-huh. shake hands, bro. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They would just flex at each other until they become friends. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. They would do that like titty bounce, like one peg bounces after the other thing at each other until they like For like three hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Razor would appear out of nowhere and also start doing it. Uh-huh. Like they would all just vibe completely. <laughs> like clown. Their bodies would. <laughs> their bodies would spontaneously become oily. Yeah, uh-huh. They would yeah. be flexing their giant muscles. Like it would be nothing but clown to clown communication. Yeah, for yeah, the next they'd be flexing hours. and working out and like showing off and you know maybe some wrestling. Yeah, like it would like Poof would be like, "What the fuck just happened? Yuppie, get over here! They're attacking <laughs> the king!" And he'd be like, "I can't. I'm I'm handling these guys. Like, I'm too busy. Oh, I'm, oh, I, I gotta take these guys down. You know? Damn, my hands are so full. What I'm, oh, I'm I'm a little tied up right now. Is the thing P two is chasing the laser that fucking <laughs> P two is chasing the laser that fucking Hisaka has in his hand now. He's like, oh, aren't you gonna get it? Aren't you gonna get it? And P two's like, ah, fuck! God, why can't I kill it? God damn! That's just like that's why none of these characters can come back in. No, but it would derail the derail the plan too much. It is so funny that this is an international crisis, and they're like, eh. We'll send five dudes. We'll get like five guys. <laughs> Two of them are 12 year olds. It'll yeah, be fine. Five dudes, a gilf. Um, two of the dudes are 12 year olds. One dude sucks ass. <laughs> Other dude will well, be putting in all the work and is tired. Well, as we know, the vice chairman is setting the Hunter Association up for failure because he's a little clown ass bitch who <laughs> wants to see everyone fail. Wouldn't it be funny if a genocide occurred? Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it hurt Netero's re-election polls if if there was a genocide? Netero's polls would be in the tank if a genocide occurred <laughs> while he was on the job. It would be so funny. Uh, I would hate for Netero to get re-elected. I should orchestrate a genocide. Mm-hmm. That's just happening in the background. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
We'll have to wait until next arc. What the fuck is Gon's dad doing right now that he's not? What is Jing doing? Like, is Jing watching this on the news vaguely and being like, wow, that would be fucked up and hearing like, yeah, your son's involved with that. And he'd be like, damn. Good yeah, this him. little boy named Gone Freaks is doing this thing and he goes, oh shit, I can't go. Because I'm <laughs> like, still playing this like years long game of tag with this kid. He can't, I can't go and help with this. Damn, if I were to help with this, this international crisis. This fucking ecological crisis. crisis like. <laughs> Damn, if I were to help with this ecological crisis, my son might see me. Guess we'll all die. That's right. Guess we gotta die, whatever. Uh-huh. That's exactly, Jing- right. That's exactly what he said. Jing is, he's hes just still picking out which pack of cigarettes he wants. He is too <laughs> bothered by that. He's still at the supermarket. He's still uh-huh. getting them groceries. He's like, I can't go home until I got these groceries. I, I have to get these groceries exactly right. I have to. My I, gamer son will be disappointed. That's right. <laughs> I made that video game to distract him while I'm going out to get groceries. Uh-huh. It's been 12 years. He's going to get anxious sometime soon. I, it's a good thing I made a really good video game that'll take him years to complete. Ha- LOL. LOL. Jing went out for a pack of cigarettes, but, you know, since he's fucking Jing freaks, it has to be, like, the most legendary pack of cigarettes ever that only exists in a a hidden location known only to four people in the world. You, You know how it is. Yeah, he's like, damn, what did Cleopatra smoke? Yeah, 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 yeah. He has this like secret group of people that like only he knows about. It's like this like, you know, they're they're like a modern tribe that are living somewhere and they have really good tobacco. So he just goes like on this like crazy <laughs> He was going to get a Brunserta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has to go there because they sell his brand and it's really good. Um he does have to cut it's it's like an Escorto situation. He has to cut off all communication. No uh no technology, no phones or anything to get in there. So it does take him around 12 years to get there. And back. Yeah, it was the Kurta clan, but he does not know yet that they've all been wiped out. So he's still. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Jing. Oh, God, he has his Jing. AirPods in. He doesn't know that they were all slaughtered. He's like, damn, these guys grow the he's best like, herb damn, in the world. Damn, I swear they were right here. Like, what the? Their houses are still here, damn. but did they leave? Damn, now we know where, why their eyes are red. Because they're growing that herb. He's like, they make the best strain. <laughs> that's that's exactly They right. have the best strain, but I don't know where they are. That's why also Kropika is like that. Yeah. He hasn't had any in a while, and mm-hmm. he is fucking hankering. <laughs> yeah, he gets no. stressed. <laughs> He's fucking stressed. <laughs> God, why don't they fucking call fucking... Why don't they call Karapika? Just be like, hey, I bro. think Karapika <laughs> was dead last time I saw him. <laughs> no, Gon was like, I'm glad he's healing. And now I'm glad he doesn't know that his life mission still didn't work out. Also, um... I don't know how aware Gon and Kilua are of it. Well, probably Kilua is his power isn't probably going to be that useful on these guys because he can't like chain them up. I mean, he can whip them, you know, he can kind of fight. I don't know. A lot of those powers do work on other people. Like he could use the rule thing on them. The rule thing. I'm not sure how that would help in this scenario. I don't know. Put a rule on one of the guards and say, do you want to die? And they'd be like, yes. And he'd be like, cool. There's one guard down. Hmm. Tell me all about how we can kill the king. And they'd be like, fucking kill me. And he'd be like, sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I think he's, I'm just saying, I think his he's too busy making out with his his doctor boyfriend, <laughs> but you know. No, he's not answering his doctor boyfriend's calls. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen Dr. Boyfriend since I last saw Karapika, so I don't know what they're up to. <laughs> Dr. Boyfriend is getting his medical degree in the process of like a year. I know. He's really going for it. We we learn exactly what Dr. Boyfriend has been getting up to in the next arc. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's specifically beating his meat. <laughs> that's exactly what he's doing he's like guys i've been doing nothing but jacking off and taking my fucking tests that's right and everyone's like bro we love that about you we love that you're so honest with us i'm a uni student i'm literally studying and jacking off for serotonin and he's like yeah uh, yeah king we we hear you they're like king. he's not a politician he's like one of us you know we love that you tell it like it is we love that you tell <laughs> us when you jack off that's right that's where we're going to vote for you, King. And he's mm-hmm. like, I specifically told you guys so you wouldn't vote for me, but thanks. That's right. How are we doing? Should we... I, we I think that was... I think that was the segment. That was the third segment? Yep, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. third okay. segment. We've had, a, we've had a good silly energy yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we can add any more characters into the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I at this point I've forgotten which characters we've covered, so like ah uh, Yeah. I forget, honestly. We have the, we have the spreadsheet. But you know, yeah, not not for today. We will <laughs> Yeah, we're good for today. We've gone suitably silly. Oh yeah. And I will say next week it only gets sillier. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Characters only get more normal. So Let's start. Let's start our plugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find the podcast at goingwellhunting at twitter.com. You can find our email goingwellhunting at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter at GrooveAndGasly. Still haven't figured out how Doc Hudson died. <laughs> That's right. Um, you can find the show. We have a Tumblr on uh, Go and Explore Hunting on Tumblr. And then you can find me there also at Dankus McDonald. And then um, you can find me on Twitter at Sky underscore Bird 36. Emery, what do you have for us? Well, I'm on For Affinity. My username is Space Robot. I'm doing commissions over there. I'm drawing, you know, drawing some Sonic OCs, having a good time. I'm also on another podcast called Digimon Ghost Gaze on the Noise Space Network, where we're talking about Digimon. Uh, last episode we released was on Digimon the Movie, since Ghost Game had a week off in its uh, broadcast schedule. And that's a movie that d- d- was so overstimulating, I kind of dissociated a little bit. So listen to us talk about that. <laughs> now I gotta confirm real quick. Are we talking about Digimon the movie as in the famous dub in which they just... The famous dub that is three movies in one. That one is Whoa. a movie. It's a- I've seen that one a couple times. Like, of the Digimon media I've, con- see- I've consumed. <laughs> it sure- I've for some reason seen that movie a lot. It sure is a whole ass movie. It sh- sure does have several ska music videos contained within it. <laughs> That one. It sure does switch main characters completely at around the hour mark. Yeah. Yeah, just without any explanation, that includes the greatest line of a character just going, That is the saddest story that I've ever heard. And then a character going, Dude, calm down. It's not your problem. He's going, Okay. Uh huh. 
unhinged. Famous Digimon moments. (laughs) Unhinged movie, probably the greatest movie of all time. I don't want to hear any other explanations. Uh Uh-huh. Well, listeners, you've been silly. We've all been silly. (laughs) We've all been regular. Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes we're all so silly that we have to look away. Uh Uh-huh. So until next time... Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.